Chris is here. Hi. We have Chris on a podcast. It's, Which, I know. Um, I'm, I'm very, very uh, tough to man. Yeah, you know, you're a busy guy. Good job, um, Chris. Welcome. Because you're just so important. Too cool for us on Screaming Spot. That is false. I know <laughs> I've, I've been terrible about answering texts. I've been terrible about podcasting. But, you know, when you say horror movies, then I just, I have to to come and be part of the podcast. That's how I knew for sure you'd be on was I was like, you know, let's do, let's talk about horror movies for Halloween. And so I knew that that, that would pique your interest because I kind of feel like if we didn't have you on, we just couldn't do it. I don't know if Sarah oh, and I could talk about horror movies for 45 minutes. It's, it's because you wouldn't have anybody to make fun of. So that's, well, that's true. That's true. We would need somebody with bad taste too. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very kind of you. Um, well, uh, hello. Welcome to Screen Hi. the Spot. Hi, Sarah's here. I, I'm here. I'm having some internet issues, guys. <laughs> I really miss our podcast studio, honestly. I really do. I yeah, I sometimes know, I, I do. do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, so I've been watching so many horror movies since like September. I started really early this year and I'm kind of burned out on it. I got really burned. Like this week, I stopped watching as many because I was like, I've been watching way too many teenagers get murdered and um, getting really burned out. So I watched like an animate an animated Batman movie the other day. I was like, I just need something light and mellow. Yeah, um, I, uh, I I've been I've been doing the same thing, and I I hit that spot yesterday. Uh, that oh, I don't know what I want to watch. It's going to be the same story uh you know the same people dying yeah how many times can you see death in a movie uh before you get bored but um yeah i kind of hit like a, a found footage phase oh cool uh of movies um and i don't know why i've been obsessed with those lately um i started one called be my cat uh, be my cat be my cat okay and it's about this guy who is trying to uh although I, I say, I'll, I'll tell you what it, it's about. It's about this guy who basically is obsessed with uh, Anne Hathaway and he tries to cast all these women to like be part of a movie to like get her interest. Uh-huh. And uh, he's really creepy and lives with his mom. Uh, Cause of course they always have to live with their mom. Sure. And, uh, and I turn it off within 10 minutes because it, it wasn't very good. <laughs> so I don't know if you need, and plus I should have known from the title, be my cat, like really be my cat. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's like probably be my Catwoman, because uh, she played Catwoman. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, okay. I, I, weird, weird title. Uh, sure. That one you can skip. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't I, really get excited for found footage movies anymore. I don't. I don't know what it is. Maybe I've just never really been that into them. Like I remember liking Blair Witch when I was a kid and getting terrified mm-hmm. by it. Uh, and then um, I dug Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've never been a. I've never been a big found footage fan. I think it's so funny because you know going into it that it's not real. But yeah. there's something for me just thinking about that this could be real. Sure. That that makes it interesting for me. Like I watched Unfriended and then I never seen uh-huh. Unfriended Dark Web. And the sequel Dark Web was actually like pretty interesting and, and good. Oh, there's cool. even uh, an actress in it who I think was in Handmaids. And I'm like, oh, well, I know she's an actress but it was still fun sure uh, and maybe it's because they're usually i respect that they're done very cheap 
uh, yeah. and they can make money. Um, but you know, hey, I don't, know, I don't know why I like them, but I do. <laughs> I would I would say Host is my favorite uh, found footage movie for sure. Oh, Host is like on another level too. It's because it's yeah. like I guess it does qualify as found footage. But I know I know I was just like thinking the about movie. That. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I really like that one too a lot. Uh, which I feel like I was kind of surprised we haven't gotten a lot more of uh, like those Zoom horror movies, and mm -hmm. maybe it's because like it's limited what you could do and everything would just be like host i guess but uh but it's, it's kind of nice because it's like it's not like a thing it didn't become a thing in in a way that i expected i thought like movie studios were going to be doing a bunch of zoom hor horror mm -hmm. movies and it didn't so it's sort of it's kind of nice it keeps host feeling more sacred and unique and i and i don't think that there's going to be a sequel because i would hate to see like zoom one zoom two or host one and two yeah. it's yeah. like okay that's ridiculous but yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah uh and you haven't watched halloween kills yet right no i'm saving that for halloween uh okay. but i'm super excited even though the score on rotten tomatoes for the critics is not good at all sure. but it also hasn't been like it was i mean if you think about in halloween history halloween two was rotten Halloween 3 was rotten. I love those movies. Yeah. Uh, after I think that you had talked about Halloween 2, I was like, I'm going to watch that. And, and Gretchen loved it. Uh, and she likes the first one. I was kind of surprised that that one got uh, the low score it did at the yeah. time. But um, but I'm super excited for Halloween Kills. And I know you said that you, you still enjoyed it, right? Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it a lot overall. And it kind of moves really quick. So like, uh, I never felt bored. Uh, it's my complaints are mostly like story-wise because what I loved about Halloween 2018 was sort of the characterization of Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis's character and kind of like how she's been traumatized by the events of the first movie. And so like, I, I thought the characters were so great. And then, well, and her daughter and granddaughter, of course, too. And then in this one, it's like, they didn't really care about character as much as they did about, uh, just Michael going around killing people, which is fine. And that's kind of a horror movie sequel thing to do to not really care about story as much. And you just watch the person kill people. Um, and it also felt very much like it, it's obviously setting up a third one. And so it just feel, feels like filler. Like, well, we have, we've been asked to make three of these. So we need to, <laughs> we need to just kind of let this one coast a little bit so we can get to the conclusion. Um, is there a movie that you can remember that maybe wasn't a filler because I feel like that's that's kind of what those movies are yeah like even thinking of Harry Potter Deathly Hallows oh. Part One do, do people remember that compared to you know the ending I mean do I feel like when I see that from people their criticism was that it's a filler I automatically think like well what do you expect uh, yeah because isn't that kind of what like I mean I guess what was it Lord of the Rings the Two Towers was really good um, yeah a sequel i just wondered if there's a movie that you can think of that did that really well i mean i guess like a lot of those movies not definitely hollows part one because it's very obviously a part mm -hmm. one but i think whenever they can have some sort of ending and closure that's what like you know uh that's when it works the best because even like i'm sure we'll talk about dune because we all watch dune but like one of my biggest complaints about dune is that it's such a part one and there's not really any closure and it's like well i just spent two and a half hours on this movie and you know 
But um, you're gonna get closure. Well, yeah, I know. I, I know I will, but I think that's the, I guess the thing, it's like. That's the funny thing. The Harry Potter movies, for example, those movies have endings, right? you know, and we not know- Not the last one, the last one doesn't. It's a well, part not two. The not, well, yes, yeah, for sure. The, the funny thing about Dune is that I was like, oh, this is a setup. But then yeah. why was I, I must, I didn't read the books. I didn't see the original. I've seen clips from the like 80s movies. But the thing that was interesting to me is that going in blind, I was like, oh, well, yeah, duh. This is a setup for something else. But then when Timothy Chalamet and all, all the cast announced that there's a Dune 2 and it was like, it seemed surprising to people. I was really confused and maybe it was already planned like that, but it seemed like it was some surprise. And I'm like, well, the, what would, what movie would this be if there wasn't yeah. a sequel? Cause it just, um, well, that, that happens sometimes like a uh, recent example I can think of is like Terminator Genesis was a whole, like that movie was trying to set up its all uh, it's, you know, a, a franchise and there were all these mysteries that were left unanswered. And because it was really bad and unsuccessful, they just scrapped it and, and re- kind of rebooted again. Um, but like, I, <clears throat> I, I guess it was, I mean, it was never a guarantee. It could have bombed and mm-hmm. then maybe they wouldn't have done it. And then that would have been frustrating to not have the closure. But Denis Villeneuve said he wanted to do two movies. And I guess now, well, now he's saying he wants to do a third, he might want to do a third one too, but, um, and originally had pitched it as doing both of them at the same time, like filming them at the same time. But because Blade Runner 2049 wasn't that financially successful, uh, I guess they balked at the idea of like paying for two movies at once. So they, so he just did one. Um, but they didn't really market it as a part one, which I guess is maybe why it bothered me. That was like, the big problem. They the marketing was terrible. That yeah. was like a big surprise to people was when it said part one, like when the credits, you know. For- yeah. And I read or heard that I guess in some press screenings, it doesn't even say part one. So it kind of made me wonder if that's like an HBO Max only thing. <clears throat> um, oh, no, you, you said you saw part one. So never mind. Because you, you, and you saw it in theater. Sarah. Yeah, they definitely, and I didn't go to a screening though, but I, I mean, we paid for it, but they, it definitely did say part one. But gotcha. I mean, who wouldn't, I, I actually was in the theater afterwards, the movie I asked Ryan, I'm like, well, did they, or did they film a part two? I was like, I assume they just filmed at all like when they were doing it he was like nope it's gonna depend on the box office and was like I'm sure people who you know pay more attention (laughs) I should pay attention but Ryan listens to a lot of podcasts um and stuff and so he knew about all that and I I had just assumed that they had went ahead and filmed it but right I don't think a lot of people knew that yeah and it's such an awkward time for that anyways because of we're still in a pandemic and movies I mean some movies have obviously been pretty successful still but you know it's obviously it's a it's a big gambit now um and maybe having it on hbo max is sort of a weird they it's like they can it's like an asterisk that they can use to for them to be able to greenlit the greenlight the sequel i mean it's coming sooner than i expected it's they're gonna be in october of 2023 and being such a big movie i honestly thought it would be a bigger it'd be a longer wait than that but i uh i enjoyed because i like watching movies from home and I watched it in my basement and, and I really enjoyed it. But I really agree with Sarah's point about like, I feel like that's a movie you need to see in IMAX and I would gladly, I, I want to watch it again. Um, and I would gladly go see it in IMAX just because the visuals, the sound, um, it, was, it, was, it was great. It was 100% worth it. Um, I 
am really glad that I didn't watch it at home. I know you guys did, but I, I just like the experience was just sure. like, awe. you know, I was just like in awe the whole time, even though like, I do, I don't know how it was for you guys with dialogue wise, like watching at home, but like, I feel like a lot of stuff kind of was lost. Um, mm. Some of, some of the, some of the dialogue felt a little bit overpowered by the sound design. Um, I don't know. How was that for you guys at home? Well, I, I always have subtitles on. Um, so I, I didn't really have any issues, I guess, because I was just able to, I was able to read along and maybe my brain was putting it together because I could see the words too, but. Yeah, I, I definitely had an easier time with this movie than Tenet. <laughs> um but uh but yeah I, I didn't bother me but i probably i miss things so much that i probably missed something sure sure um but yeah i and and even on imax i'm sure that baron's character would have been like oh wow because i was kind of underwhelmed honestly from some of the interviews that i saw it was like oh he's gonna be so like scary and i'm like i mean he's just a big guy <laughs> uh, I mean, he's just a scary individual, anyways. Uh, Scarsgard or, or whatever. Yeah, he's just, just he he was like a a, a a cross between Voldemort and uh, Jabba the Hutt, and, yes. and his character in the in the um, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I just kept looking. I was like, it's just him in makeup. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a little distracting. Or like Brando in Apocalypse Now, I guess. Like the you know, bald, being big and bald in the black shroud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, a, a little bit like, of a Mad Max, the, yeah. what was his name? More, what's his Joe. name? The, yeah. Morton Joe, yeah. Yeah. Too, I kind of got those vibes. But we got to give a shout out to David Jasmelchin, our, yeah. our hometown yeah. guy. Um, I thought he did a great job. Role wasn't huge, but like, I mean, every time he was on screen, he was super creepy and yeah, did, did wonderful. So very, was, very happy for him. Yeah, and he was he was really good, and uh, there were a lot of the there were a lot of characters that I remember think feeling surprised that they didn't have bigger roles. But I mean, obviously there's there's a sequel, so like you know, for example, we don't really know what happened to Josh Brolin, but I remember thinking, well, he wasn't in near as much of this movie as I expected, but he could maybe he comes back in the sequel. I I don't. I, don't I have heard he's in part two, so okay. I think I don't. Yeah, I I haven't read the books. Did either of you guys or the one book, the one that it's based off of? No, I haven't. I haven't read any of the books and I, I hadn't seen the David Lynch movie either. So I, I went in completely uh, blind, which is, you know, which is pretty nice. Um, which is also why I didn't know the whole point of it was that he was some Messiah. And so, you know, there, when I was watching it, I couldn't help but like roll my eyes where they're like, he's the one. Cause it's like, ugh, like we've, we see this so much now, but in its defense, the book is old, you know? So it's, you know, the book, the book, came before the harry potter well, movie definitely and you could tell by the main scene. characters being named paul and jessica yeah. Yeah. like very, very 80s names while everybody else had like super interesting you know like natives to the to their yeah. planets and it's like the and then there's paul and, and jessica. jessica and duncan idaho <laughs> duncan idaho <laughs> That was that was well, overall. I was, you know, I didn't go into it thinking I would love it as much as I did, just because, you know, like I've heard it's super weird and yeah, <laughs> stories, you know, very sci-fi. Not that I don't like sci-fi, but um, just kind of has that like nerdy fan base, I guess, of people who just love it and grew up with it, reading the books or whatever. But I yeah. just adored that movie. I thought it was so great. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, so yeah, it'll be a different experience on the TV than yeah. in IMAX, but 
yeah, it was, I, I did really enjoy it. I, I liked it um, quite a bit. And like I said, I'm glad I went into it, not really knowing much about it at all. Um, I thought like the cast is all great. Like Chalamet is great. Oscar Isaac is always great. Rebecca Ferguson. I, I thought that Rebecca Ferguson and Timothy Chalamet had some great sexual tension. And I know that that wasn't the point because they're mother and son. But the whole time I just kept thinking like, I feel like these people want to bang. And I don't know what, like what the deal is. <laughs> I did not feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for pointing that out. No, you're I'm welcome. Gonna, next time you, next time you watch it. Yeah. Maybe it's just because they're two very attractive actors. And that's probably what it is. Think that. Very, a very obvious, like all the good guys are gorgeous and all the villains are gross and <laughs> look like Well, see that, and that was the thing that it, it kind of like suspends, you know, your imagination to think that Tim, uh, Timothy Chalamet is this like warrior guy just because he's such a scrawny little actor guy, you know? <laughs> so um, he, he doesn't really like exude the hero that, you know, you expect in a film like that so that was a little hard for me to you know play along with but I, overall I thought he did a really good job sure yeah um well obviously I'm excited for part two let's resurrect David Desmalchin spoiler but I guess we'll see if he's getting resurrected I want his role in Suicide Squad to be the one that he gets resurrected yeah. there was not nearly enough uh polka dot man in that movie like he he should really have his own standalone <laughs> so yeah absolutely that. absolutely bring back polka dot man as uh i think that's like the only like new thing i've watched i yeah halloween kills a dude have been like the big things uh because i didn't see bond did not see I'm, I'm shocked i still haven't seen bond yeah i don't know i don't know what my deal is <laughs> but it's, it, not, it's so long same, same wow. with Dune, seeing it in theaters especially. Like, it's just so long, it's hard to carve out enough time of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to Venom, I saw Venom, but it's like a 90-minute movie. Did you like Venom? I'm, yeah. I think we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, those movies are kind of dumb, but they're, they're dumb fun. Um, and Tom Hardy is so bananas. Like, it's hard not to enjoy everything that Tom Hardy does. Um, it's got the best mid-credit scene of a superhero movie one of them one of the best you know it's a great mid-credit scene yeah i, I saw uh, french dispatch sorry oh, go yeah. ahead chris no no i i haven't that's that's a way more interesting than my old horror movies so <laughs> yeah let's talk um, well then i saw dune we talked about and french dispatch was the other one and um it was my least favorite Wes Anderson movie. Sad to say, maybe I need another rewatch, but it definitely just didn't have, I don't know, the the excitement, I guess, that the other ones had for me. Um, it was broken up. I, I like the idea of it. It was broken up at, like an actual newspaper or magazine into different stories. Like they would have, um, this story was like on the political part of the magazine so then they would go into that and tell that part this was like the food section of the magazines and they would you know tell like take that article and make it come to life in a story but um just it was so it was kind of confusing honestly the plot was kind of confusing I, I think just the fast dialogue and the vo was hard to catch things and know what was going on with some of the characters um kind of a little boring in parts um 
So I don't know. I, I need to sit on it for a little while. I hope my opinion of it changes because you guys know how much I love Wes Anderson. I was super looking forward to this. It has the a fun little Kansas connection to it too. So um, I just really wanted to love it and didn't find myself as enthralled with it as some of the other films, but definitely a very Wes Anderson movie. Sure. Maybe it was, maybe it's all about your expectations. Maybe you just went into it with too high expectations and I think I just, I, I don't know, like I was just sitting there, just, it just kind of felt like it dragged a little bit, um, which is such a weird thing to say. Cause looking back, I'm like, that's such a fast, that's why I was confused is because the dialogue was so quick and the VOs were like, I just, I don't know how you can simultaneously be bored and also confused by the fastness of a pacing movie. So, yeah. but I was, it's a, I weird, it's a weird place to be. I sure. honestly didn't understand. Uh, I mean, I know Wes Anderson's movies are interesting uh, in itself, but I didn't understand the preview at all. Like, I was like, I don't know what's happening here. I just know that Wes Anderson is did this. Like, I just <laughs> felt like it was marketed weird. Maybe I wasn't ever paying attention, but I'm like, what? What? What's the story here? So sure. uh, it doesn't he's, surprise he's, me that's confusing. He's one of the filmmakers now that. Because I think I watched the original trailer and just never really watched anything else after that. Because he's one of those filmmakers now that it's like, I, he's, I know he's got a great cast. I know it's Wes Anderson. It's like, I don't really need anything else. Like, I'm going to see it. Mm -hmm. um, but I have not been paying attention to the marketing of it at all. There was a lot of people that really loved it and say it's his best work. Um, it's definitely his most ambitious. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the story is the overall story is it's about, you know, a newspaper in France, and then they take different sections of it and tell different stories within that story. So it's like, who are the people writing for this newspaper? What are the stories they're telling in that newspaper? And then they break it up into sections. Um, but within those sections, the different stories just get kind of kind of convoluted. Um, so, but really great acting. I love the characters. I love the visual of it. Just, I kind of got a little bored during it and a little confused. That's probably my fault though. And no faults of Wes Anderson sure. whatsoever. You got bored and confused in that movie, but in Dune. Just, <laughs> Dune it's just, because, I'm, sci -fi it's just because I'm stupid and have a low, like you cannot blame that on Wes Anderson. He's sure. too much of a genius and <laughs> creative force. So I, I fully blame myself for the issues that I had. Well, I think Dune is like, at least for me, way more easier to follow than Blade Runner. I was super confused at Blade Runner, but not confused at Dune. Well, you hadn't yeah. seen, but you hadn't seen the original Blade Runner to understand no, everything the reference. That's true. Right. I guess it was a sequel. Yeah. So you're, and that's a good point. The original Blade Runner is also confusing. So, yeah. I mean. That's like seeing Dune 2 without seeing Dune. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dune to me, like, and I've seen this explained, and I also said, I was like, it's a Shakespearean drama with feuding houses in space. And then somebody like put like an asterisk in one of my comments and they were like, it's Game of Thrones in space. I'm like, oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's all it is. There it's just go. like well, different people like wanting to go to war and uh, they all want spice. Like, well, I, pretty straightforward. I, yeah, they all want spice. I actually appreciated that they did that. Dune wasn't they didn't dumb anything down. I didn't think it's like they didn't have to over explain and talk down to the audience, and I appreciated that. I like the one quote. The only quote that they ever seemed to put in their marketing was the next. It said like the next Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, and 
uh, Star Wars or something. Someone said that. And I'm like, actually, to your point, yeah, it's like that. So that's all you got to know. Although it was a lot easier for me to follow than Game of Thrones initially, because there's not like 20 different houses that you're following. It's like three. Sure. The one confusing thing to me in Dune was like whatever nunnery, like the, the mom Jessica was part of. I don't even remember the name of it. Like, oh, yeah. The crazy weird nun coven she was part of. Coming yeah. It's just like, I don't know what's going on there. Um, well, I'll just assume like a, it's some kind of weird witch cult. And that's how I explained it to myself. I think they're, do, they're doing a prequel series about that, uh, those women. So uh, you'll, you'll get a lot more explanation when that comes out. It's going to be called Witches in Space. Witches in Space, yeah. yeah. It's going to be called The Voice. The, the Voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, let's talk horror movies, guys. Again, we'll go back. I, uh, we've done like our favorite horror movies before, but I thought maybe we could be more specific, I guess, and talk franchises, our favorite horror franchises, since that's like one of the genres that probably has the most franchise, franchises in there, I would guess. Um, so Sarah, what are some horror franchises that you actually like? I don't know. It's tough. I, I, you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not into the horror genre, um, but I, I, there are a couple that I enjoy. Again, I know I said this on the podcast. I am not a fan of the ghosty demon ones, um, but I don't mind the stabby stabby ones. <laughs> so uh, for me, and I haven't even seen all of them, but I really like the first couple of Scream movies. Um, those do not bother me whatsoever. I thought those were pretty enjoyable. Um, so definitely I would put that on my list. Um, trying to think, that, you know, like I saw the last Halloween movie. I was very impressed with that one. I've seen the first Halloween movie. I like that one. So there's a couple of the Halloween ones that I've seen that I like. Um, you know, the murdering again, I, I can get into that. I don't <laughs> like that as much as long as it's not like a ghost invading somebody's uh, house. So I would never do like the conjuring, the ring freaked me out very much. So, um, I don't like the invading one where they come into your house and try to kill you. Um, Dangerous. and I did see the first couple of saws. I really liked the first couple of saws, but again, like they just kind of get so crazy after a while that I stopped watching. So yeah. I can't even like say that I'm a fan of the franchise. I don't think if I haven't seen all of them, but yeah, I was um, going to say you're, you seem kind of smart and only watching the good ones of these. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's uh, it seems pretty, cause that seems pretty common in a lot of these horror franchises is that they kind of get worse and worse as they go until yeah, somebody they, comes they in just and keep, take it in another direction. And they keep just making them. It's like, just stop. Keep, well, you know, you're doing okay. It makes it, um, they can make here, them, they can make a lot of these for so cheap and they can just keep pumping them out. And it's like right. good, it's good, cheap IP. It's not like a Marvel movie that's going to cost them $200 million to, to make. And here's kind of my question about Halloween. Like I, I would like to see something from Michael Myers perspective. I don't know if they've done that yet, but it's just like, I feel like he's such a villain that we don't know literally anything about. He just keeps coming back to life. And like, it's like, <laughs> Well, why does he hate his sister so i don't know you could watch his, his the sister, uh, 
the Whatever. Rob Zombie Halloween, which isn't very good, but it's more about like the backstory. Yeah. Of Rob Zombie's really hard. Yeah, on the back. But is it from his perspective? Like the Duke doesn't even talk. No. Like what is his beef? It's the that one is a lot more from his perspective than any of the other movies. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the fascinating thing about the Halloween franchise is that in the original movie, he's just mindlessly he's just a walking terror, right? He, yeah. he has no motivation other than to like go and murder people. And, you know, Laurie just happens to be in his path or whatever because he stays in, like, a small, confined part of town or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's, like, the sequels after that where they try to start doing, like, you know, uh, explanations as to why he's doing whatever he's doing. So, you know, it's in Halloween 2 that they reveal that Laurie was actually his sister and mm-hmm. she had no idea or whatever. And then in 4 she's revealed to have died and he's going after her daughter for whatever reason. It's like the last relative or whatever. But then it's like, but then comes Halloween six with Paul Rudd and there's a whole, like they try to say, well, no, he's like uh, possessed or he's like part of some curse or whatever. He has to kill the last of his bloodline. And it's like, that's how they're trying to explain it. And it's just so weird. It's like, no, let's just make him a crazy dude, please. And you know that's all I, it is it's like i always find it funny too how like the timeline it's like everything doesn't even add up either because like in a halloween h2o um which i just bought on ebay because i have to see it again because it's been forever um and that one's hard to find uh and it was um uh jamie lee curtis son yeah is josh hartnett but then it's funny how in halloween 2018 she actually has a daughter and then a granddaughter and it's like okay so there was no it's almost like a funny take like oh they did you know she had a son we're going to do that she has a daughter and it's like the timeline it's just kind of gets crazy and yeah yeah in in h2o what was it that okay michael myers is my brother and then in 2018 yeah i don't like that it's just i don't yeah i kind of i kind of do i kind of do like it because i don't mind the idea really that they're related because I think that's an interesting tragic story, whatever. That that's she not what happens I mean. to be related to this psychopathic murderer. I don't, he's that, I, that's fine. I don't like it when the story just after movie after movie oh, sure. after movie just changes so much that nobody can keep track. Nobody knows oh, yeah. which one's a sequel to which. And it's like yeah. you have to have a, a freaking chart to see yeah, like right. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's true because it's like the gonna, only. Yeah. Yeah. I just want, you know, a franchise that, you know, but you kind of, it's like a soap opera. If you're going to keep making those movies, they got to get crazier and crazier um, just because like you got to keep people interested or whatever. Um, sure. So I understand their reasoning for it. It can't just be like the basic, like he's always he's the same character. You have to learn new information about this to keep them going for 20, 30 years or however yeah. long. But yeah, the new ones are like, it's like a cool way to, instead of doing a full-on reboot like Rob Zombie did, it's like, well, let's just, you know, uh, take a new idea, but keep it in continuity with the first one. And yeah, it's confusing because of the multiple timelines or whatever. Yeah. But now we have the version, we have the version of the Halloween movies where they're related and that's interesting. And now we have this new version where it's just random and they're not related. Yeah. That's kind of a big part of the new Halloween movie is that, you know, like Lori thinks he's coming after her, but everybody's like, 
I don't know. <laughs> like, they well, just... I, and I think it's a lot, I kind of compare it to Batman. It's like, they keep coming out with different versions of Batman. Sure. And um, I do like how Christopher Nolan kind of like made it more realistic and darker. So I think you could easily do that with Halloween and just like really focus like less on the campy slashy parts of it and just like focus in on him as a character. Like that would be so cool to like turn Mike, Michael Myers into like a Joker type version of, <laughs> of how, um, you know, they, they did the Todd Phillips, you know, Joker um, uh-huh. just to do like a real like character piece into like, what is going on? with Why is he such a psycho? Yeah. Um, I think that was interesting. So yeah. just like maybe changing it up and making it a little bit more creative if you're going to keep making those films. So sure. I don't know. I would say Halloween is probably my favorite franchise uh, just because there's more Halloween movies that I like than any other series. I like, I, I mean, consistently, I like Scream 1, 2, and 4. I don't really care for 3. And then Paranormal Activity, I like one and three was fine. Two was met. I mean, there's there's always for me in the franchises, there's like hit or miss ones. Um, Friday the 13th, they're just kind of fun. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, they're fun. But I haven't seen all of those. And Justin's helping like kind of nudge me for like uh, Friday the 13th movies because I haven't seen all of them. But I, I want to just because to say it, that I've seen them the same way with Halloween. I haven't seen four, five, or six, uh, because I love the other ones so much that I don't want it to like tarnish yeah. uh, anything else. But then I have seen the Rob Zombie ones, which I didn't think were that great. Um, so yeah, I think Halloween for me is probably still uh, my favorite franchise. But then, I mean, Saw got really old, uh, you know, so, so I think that to Sarah's point too, there's, there's some good movies in there, but then I felt like they just kind of we're going on too much like unfriended was kind of getting like that where i enjoy the first and second one but then i haven't said i don't even want to see the new one and then vhs they're doing that too with like a 1994 i think it is or something um yeah but i also really like the fear street uh movies um because i think they're gonna branch off and i think do hopefully do more of those um on that are on netflix so uh but yeah i think halloween for me is just a consistent it fits the season it's yeah. probably a basic answer because that's what a lot of people are going to say. But well, the uh, it's like the frustrating thing about the Halloween sequels, but it is also hilarious is in the ways they keep trying to reveal like why he's not dead. Mm-hmm. So like you know, at the end of Halloween four, he's gunned down by all these police, but then the, they recreate it at the beginning of Halloween five and reveal that he falls into some like mine shaft or something and crawls away. And some guy keeps him and uh, helps him heal for like a year. And so it's like the, yeah. the reasons he's alive is always hilarious. Although I appreciate that at least in those, it's not, they don't just make him some zombie monster like with Jason. You know, I would much yeah. rather just be a different guy, kind of like in Scream. Like, and I know the new Scream trailer came out and they're kind of explaining it as like, oh, the new killer's related to the family of the, like the first killer or whatever. It's yeah. like just how what are we supposed to how much are we supposed to believe like you know oh, yeah. like, at what point are we just like no that guy's dead like yeah. just make him somebody else just make him his son or that's why maybe there's a cult yeah. of michael myers people that's why i appreciate halloween kills just from you know from the beginning 
the the teaser trailers that we saw before the new one came out which is like immediately like where it left off and fire trucks coming and they're screaming like no let them burn let them burn and it's like okay i like how they're already trying to get to that instead of like oh and they didn't really show him burning necessarily i guess at the end of i mean he was surrounded by fire but unlike in halloween 2 where it's like okay clearly he's you know has to be dead yeah but then yeah to your point the funny reasons like i i vaguely remember at the end of halloween h2o uh like she cuts off his head with an axe but then wasn't it like the next one it was like oh that was actually like the guy who was the ambulance driver or something yeah Yeah. and i'm like but i respect yeah stuff like halloween kills where it's like just it's unbelievable that he would escape this fire but at the same time it's like it makes sense. The house is burning. The fire department was called. You know, they can save him in time, I guess. Uh, yeah. As opposed to, yeah, just like thinking like, hmm, yeah, maybe he's a zombie or maybe that wasn't him who got his head chopped off. Yeah. To, to that, I will not speak on the ending of Halloween Kills because I don't want to spoil it for you. But um, uh, yeah, it's that's the funniest thing about that franchise. Whereas at least with like the Friday the 13th franchise, which I also really enjoy, um obviously it starts as his mom and then jason comes in for the second and third and then uh and then the fourth which the fourth by the way is great it's like peak friday the 13th and that one he die he really does die but then like the next movie it's not actually jason he's like pretending somebody's pretending to be jason and then the next one they bring him back to life and now he's zombie jason which is like you know ridiculous but then that's like the Jason I feel like we know more nowadays as the zombie Jason and you can see like inside of his guts and stuff. So it's like they were at least they were trying, you know, yeah. um, to do something, uh, which is probably like one of the great things about Freddy Krueger is that he like lives in your dreams. And so, you know, again, even in those movies, they always find some way to kill him. And then when he comes back, it's almost silly. But you know. I think that's why I just I think for horror movies, franchises are fine, but I just really enjoy the one off ones so much more. And yeah. like the ones that are, you know, kind of I know, Chris, you're like into some of the one the more ones that people like don't really know about, like the Frozen's and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah, not the so that's kind of more my jam. Yeah, sure. Well, well and I oh, sorry, I, I really like to um, like Candyman uh the original i just saw and i loved it but then the new candy man is awesome like i don't mind a good uh like reboot i guess um but sometimes those are hit or miss like nightmare on elm street i didn't care for the newer one that they made uh and i i kind of like the friday the 13th remake that they did but the same can be said for like the texas chainsaw massacres like that was just on tv the other day Jessica Biel I'm like this is kind of ridiculous like, it's not <laughs> great I enjoyed it at the time yeah but you you never know with those things uh, if they're going to be good or not you think you have a solid uh villain uh and then you're like oh this sucks actually I just I like the original so yeah well and that's kind of the the great thing about to Sarah's point uh about the Scream movies is that you know it's always someone else and mm-hmm. it makes the story a lot more interesting plus that's sort of one of the things that makes those movies fun is trying to guess who the killer is going to be or just the reveal in general. And yeah, Scream 3 is like, is not as good and the motives are eye rolling. But I, I, even though that movie's not very good, I actually, 
personally, I actually enjoy that one more than the fourth one. The, the more I watch the fourth one, the less I enjoy it, even though, you know, it's a good, it's a good twist in mm-hmm. that one. Um, I just like the beginning of the fourth one. It's hilarious. The it's different like, movies. Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, movie yeah. within a movie within a movie or whatever. Like that's comedy. Absolutely. And Before I stand Chris by, like, has to go, Justin, you have to tell us your list. Oh yeah. Uh, so Halloween, I think is my favorite franchise and it's something that's changed over the years. I think in my teens and twenties, I would have said like Nightmare on Elm Street probably, but maybe it's just the older I get and realizing how ridiculous and silly some of the sequels get, even though they're fun. Um, and a lot of that is because the original Halloween, I think holds up really well and is still great. Um, and because I did like, I do like the 2018, um, Halloween. I love Halloween H2O, even though it's cheesy and super nineties. Um, so that's definitely my favorite. And then Scream. Yeah. I love the Scream movies. I'm really excited for the new one. Um, even though it's not Wes Craven, like I was hesitant. Cause it's like, why, why are we doing this? Do, but, do you know who's, I never looked at who's directing it. It's the guys who did ready or not. Oh, uh, which nice. I loved. Yeah. So, that's a good movie. I like, see, yeah. I'm like the one-off ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, I, I really like that movie. So I'm, I'm pretty excited with them, um, doing it and, I've always stood by Scream 2. I think Scream 2 is so much fun. And, and even that movie and Scream 1 are so 90s. Like when you watch them now, it's like, you know, uh, not just the setting, obviously, but like the way the kids talk and dress. Oh, it's, just, it's just so funny, like how dated it, it kind of feels. Um, I do, I love Friday the 13th, the Friday the 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And maybe it's a stretch to consider this a franchise, but the, the original like Universal Monsters, I, I love. And, and a lot of that is nostalgia from growing up because I love the original Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein is so great. Um, I watched the original Mummy and Wolfman for the uh, last year. Um, and those are so fun. Um, and I know they tried to re-bring those back recently and it, they failed really bad. I, I did watch the Tom Cruise Mummy a couple of months ago and it is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> As as I had heard, I just like let my curiosity get the best of me and decided to watch it. And because I uh, would the Invisible Man would that be considered uh, a universal like yeah. monster? Okay. Yeah, that yeah. Was- uh, which I I did enjoy the uh, the new Invisible Man a lot. It was just the other ones they were trying to do and <laughs> had signed on like Javier Bardem as the Frankenstein's monster, and none of that none of that worked out. Uh, and then now we're getting we are getting a new Wolfman with Ryan Gosling. And it's going to be directed by Derek. How do you? I don't know how to how to pronounce his last name. Cian France, who did Place oh, yeah. Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine, which is what a weird choice. But you know, um, but I'm kind of excited about that. But yeah, I think those are a lot of my favorites. Like, there are a lot that I grew up on, like Child's Play. That some of those movies don't hold up as well for me anymore. Ugh, no, but um, <laughs> but yeah, stupid little doll, little doll. <laughs> um <laughs> i think it's uh funny nobody said child's play or uh the conjuring chris oh yeah like yeah I, I you know it's funny about the conjuring i i, I want to watch the second one again uh because i own the first and second i i don't i mean i'm sure at some point i'll watch the third one but uh i remember kind of liking the conjuring too a little more uh i did i liked one. it more personally. yeah and and but uh, yeah, The Conjuring uh, was actually scary. I hadn't seen it uh, since maybe the year I bought it. So I saw it in theaters, then I saw it like the year it came out. And then I don't think I've watched it since. 
and uh and it was it was scarier than i remember so i i think i just sometimes associate james wan with like hollywood and then i just think like oh i don't know if i want to watch this it's too big of a blockbuster but that that was a well done movie those are well done movies at least the first two um that you know you shouldn't fault someone for making a lot of money uh because they, they were good well, I haven't seen all of the spinoffs and, you know, some of the ones I have seen don't really like, but I do think it's impressive and fascinating that a movie like The Conjuring spun off in the way that it did. Like we've got the Annabelle movies and there was The Nun and um, I think Curse of La, La, Rona, La Rona might be in the universe, at least. I think, I think. so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's pretty cool that it became and so, and sometimes you have to look at like i think ouija that was the one that was like bombed and then ouija the beginning mike flanagan directed and that's when i was like what this was like yeah. fresh on rotten tomatoes so then i watched it and it wasn't bad it wasn't his best but uh i'm like why is he doing like a prequel to ouija yeah uh, but hey sometimes you just need the right director <laughs> It was probably just a studio gig. It was, that was probably like, you know, a good opportunity for him. Uh, but yeah, it's funny. It's the same with the sequel. The second Annabelle supposedly is pretty good. And mm -hmm. it's the guy that did Lights Out. Yeah. Um, and that one is supposedly pretty good. But, but yeah, it's like The Conjuring. I watched the first two for the first time earlier this year. And, and I did enjoy them. You know, I, I don't think that they're as good as I expected, but I enjoy them. And then the third one, I think is, I mean, it's not as good, but it's fun yeah and then james wan just did malignant uh yes another recent one that i kind of hope i want more malignant movies i really do it's i know it's, i know it's I, so bananas i, think I saw the end of that remember you guys were talking about how crazy it was and i finally saw the end of it and you were right and i was like what the heck i didn't even see the beginning of this movie but <laughs> i yeah. had to watch the last 20 was... minutes because everybody was talking about it it's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, it turns into like a totally different movie. It's so, it's so weird. And that's like, there, I was talking to somebody else about that and they were uh, just talking about how they didn't understand why people like it. And I'm like, I don't really know if people are like really liking it. I think the discussion is just how bananas it gets. Mm -hmm. And everybody's I, amazed by how crazy it is. I agree. I, I pre-ordered Candyman and I pre-ordered malignant because i just have to i have to watch it over and over because it's just so it's so bonkers but um the actress in that is what is she in uh pk blinders oh she in the mummy too she was in tom cruise's the mummy yeah okay weird full circle yes <laughs> well thanks well, for having I, me I could talk about these horror movies all day um we were going to do a three hour special podcast, but we, we decided to save you all and do only like a 45 minute one. So <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're just going to treat you like a guest. I know. <laughs> thanks for being here, Chris. It was nice podcasting with you guys again. Uh, maybe we'll do more and uh, yeah, we'll do, we'll do more. I'll, I'll finally carve our carve out some time. Okay. <laughs> All right, see you guys.